Well, good evening to all of you. I pranam. Thanks so much for coming. Happy birthday, Yogamaya. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, today is a very blessed day in association of all of you. And the feet of sis, the Lordships, Sri Sri Gauradamada. Mm. And we are today basically entering into the the last section of the Sri Upadeshamrita of Sri Rupa Goswami. I don't think we will be able today to to go over the the three remaining verses. Although the three of them are quite interconnected between the cells, but it's too much too soon. So we'll try to share as much as we can and let's see where where we end. Lost and found and as they say so <clears throat> today we will this is our eighth meeting if I'm not mistaken and we will be I think going over to the ninth and tenth verse of Sri Upadeshambrita the essence of all advice <clears throat> and maybe we will leave for one last meeting last verse eleventh verse and some summary of the whole series of the whole study so <clears throat> Before we'll make some brief, um, how do you say in English? Review? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the last class. Okay. So previous class we were briefly studying verse seven, verse eight, mm-hmm. which kind of interconnect between themselves, like taking us from the non-ruchi stage to the ruchi stage. What happens when you don't have a taste? For Sri Harinam, and what happens with the taste starts to really manifest, exploits in your heart, if you will. So, in the seventh verse, Srila Rupa Goswami was speaking uh, with his famous John this analogy about the lack of, sta- lack of taste for Sri Nam, uh, which happens due to abidya, to proper. Uh, uh, well, not proper, improper <laughs> lack of education, which is the meaning of abidya. So, if our chanting is not properly informed by Sambandha Gyan and by uh, realize Sambandha Gyan, because one thing is to hear Sambandha Gyan, another thing is to digest Sambandha Gyan and, and, and transform that into a vision of reality. You know? As Maharaj yesterday quoted, some words that Srila Siddhar Maharaj mentioned his purport to that verse. He mentions five stages, uh, which are Shravana, Varana, Sadhana, Apana, and Prapana. In this regard, it has to do with receiving Sambandagyan, digesting Sambandagyan, and expressing that in so many ways. No? So, Shravana means hearing, very briefly. Shravana, hearing, proper source, proper attitude to hear. Varana means accepting what you are hearing, basically, because you may be seated here hearing something, but what's going on inside yourself? Is there some willingness to uh, incorporate the revelation or some certain obstacle is there? Feeling the vibration as an an eventual shortcoming for my life. (laughs) So, Barana means acceptance, a very important step in our life in every aspect of our life accepting whatever is going on or whatever we need for something to be going on so Shravan uh, Bharana 
and sadhana. Sadhana means practice. What you have accepted, what you have heard. Basically, that's the only thing we can practice. <laughs> what we have heard, but what we have accepted. Because if we hear something and we don't accept, we cannot express that in practice. Because some stage in between is lacking. So as also Maras was pointing yesterday, our Acharyas has asked this kramena, which means stage after, by stage, no? stage after stage. And if you just try to jump over some one of these steps of the ladder, you will be nowhere. Most probably, you know, some sort of of limbo there. No, no. trying to acquire, express something, but sometimes that happened to us. No, we think we feel I'm practicing, I'm doing everything, and nothing, nothing is happening. Of course, many examples are there, many possibilities can be there, but one of them is maybe you have not accepted something that you are trying to express in the practice but it was not properly accepted. So we may go back to the previous stage and check have I accepted whatever I had to accept so my practice can be really uh, acceptable. <laughs> if you want Krishna to accept your practice first, you accept what you have to accept before the practice. <laughs> and that's what you are received by oral reception from Guru Shastra and Sadhana. So, Shabon, Bharan, uh, Sadhana, and after proper practice with proper acceptance and proper hearing, apana, which means realization. Some insight will come. I mean, insights are not just like mystical, magical lights in the sky or whatever. No? I mean, there is a whole science to it, if you will. As we stick to the science properly, mystical science, of course, depending on the intervention of mercy, this will appear. Mercy can come, mercy is beyond whatever we may do, but at the same time, mercy wants to see our eagerness and disposition. So that will be shown through hearing, acceptance, practicing. So some insight will come. And last stage, prapana, he says. With prapana means you can share that to others. I mean, the only thing you can share is whatever you have realized, and that will depend on whatever you have practiced, accepted, and heard. So, important five points. No? Hearing, accepting, practicing, realizing, sharing. Sometimes we just want to share Krishna consciousness as I said, with the whole world, but we are not so concerned of increasing our realizations. No? <laughs> and if the other did not accept, oh, he lacked realization. Maybe I lacked realization. <laughs> so, so, in this point, in this way, this, this process is being depicted by the, 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 the example of the jaundice, no? of not having taste for the sweetness of the holy name, and actually perceiving sweetness as bitterness, so we are upside down reality, basically. <laughs> as when I was doing this sirsasana, like standing on my head, I, I had some headaches, so I, I went like this, so I started to see everything, and everything was up, ups, upside down. So I started to conceive well, maybe this is, this is how reality looks like, actually. And maybe upside down means to be with my head high and looking at everything from here. And I remember Srila Siddhartha said, in the spiritual world, even, even the soil, every atom is made of a substance that is higher than your own constitution. So you should be walking there and offering pranam to everything. So basically you should walk on your, with your head on the ground, upside down. 
So I was like in Sir Sasan, I said, okay, maybe how it, this is how it looks in Golok. <laughs> upside down. Sometimes we think, that, uh, we are upside down and we feel uh, the reality is upside down with this. So we should try this idea. No? So eventually we will find sweetness in the topmost sweet holy name. And that will have to do more with the stage of, of Ruchi, as we know. By proper nishta, by proper fixed practice, with fixed humility, tolerance, guidance, respect, eventually more and more the taste of the name will come, as Rupa Goswami said, till we'll, it will overflow all our capacities to express anything. So taste, relishing will capture us. We will be haunted, as Maharaj quote, eventually by Rasa. And the next verse, <coughs> which is sometimes called the essence of all advice, you know, sometimes devotees put, well, the verse express that idea, but sometimes devotees give some names to the verses. As Prabhupada will say, Bhaktaram, Yaknyata, Pasham, Peace Formula, no. <laughs> and things like this. No? So this is sometimes called the essence of all advice, which actually is the name of the book, Upadeshambrita, no? Upadeshsharam, says the verse. And which is the essence of all advice? Well, a real essential advice. <laughs> 24 hours a day, <laughs> think about mm, the lilas of the Lord in Brindavan, following the footsteps of some of all those associates, and gradually entering through Nam, and Rupa, Guna, Rupa, Guna, and eventually Lila. Mm. So this gradual exposition to transcendence will, mm, will make that reality become more and more alive in us. You know? Sometimes... It is described in scripture these two categories of mantra mayu pasana and swarasiki. So mantra mayu pasana means you kind of fix some particular how do you say in English like still picture of the window of opportunity you may be projecting when you have certain particular affinity and you meditate in that that eventually not through mantra so nam mantra sound is there to describe a particular postcard of transcendence <laughs> and gradually by proper hmm, relishment and advancement it will start to will start to move as we, we were saying the other day now Diti it's in Stamba it seems to be Stamba Stamba means like paralysis not moving but actually Diti's are moving we are not moving although we think we are moving a lot <laughs> but we are not moving in the realm that they are moving so as much as we enter into that movement into that dance, into that lila, we are realized, oh, they are moving. I mean, if you pay attention, all of them are in movement. Mahaprabhu is dancing, Krishna's dancing movement, playing flute, Mahaprabhu is, I mean, everything is movement. Srimatra Radharani is also in, they are not like, like freezed, frozen, frozen. They are like, in a dynamic posture. So that's called Swara Siki. Now after that, the postcard, initial postcard, still picture, Starts like you, you see the, the the movie, no? The whole movie, all the scenes of the movie is one thing. Only one picture of the movie is another thing. The trailer or the flyer of the publicity of the movie is one thing. <laughs> the other, the movie itself, and you being part of the of the how do you say? Of the cast. Cast. Thanks so much. That's another thing. So eventually, Srinam is throwing in that direction. So in this second verse. <coughs> This idea was mentioned, and especially some mention of the res- residence in Brindavan was emphasized by Rupa Goswami. We spoke about how residence in Braj could be 
physical, could be mental. <coughs> and uh, well, we ended speaking about Brindavan, and we will continue today speaking about Brindavan, about other hierarchy of transcendence as well, but all of these focusing in Brindavan and more. No? And in one sense, Brindavan is still an, a, a generic idea. No? If we say, where do we focus to to live and to serve eternally, if you will. No? For the standard of Rupa Goswami, Brindavan is a still abstract conception. <laughs> where in Brindavan? Which place? Which mode? And so on. So such a detailed conception and description Srila Rupa Goswami is giving to all of us. So, <coughs> so we'll share today verse number um, 9, maybe 10, I don't think 11, but let's see. <coughs> so it says like this. Vaikuntach janito paramadupurita trapira sotsavat Brindaranyamudarapaniramanatatrapigubardana Radha kundam mihapi gukula pate premamrita plavanat Kurya dasyabira jato giritat shibambi bikinaka Due to Sri Krishna's having taken birth there, the abode of Matra is superior even to Vaikuntha, the realm of spiritual opulence. Superior to Mathura is the forest of Vrindavan, because there is the festival of the Rasa dance. Because there, the festival of the Rasa dance took place. Superior to the Vrindavan forest is Govardhan Hill, because Sri Krishna raised it with his lotus hand and performed many pastimes there with his devotees. Yet, superior even to Govardhan Hill is Sri Radha Kunda, because it immerses one in the nectar of Sri Krishna's divine love. What intelligent person will not desire to render service to this magnificent pond, which is splendidly situated at the base of Govardhan Hill? <laughs> so, <clears throat> of course, no, we are. <clears throat> we should know certain details before going in, in, in depth here. We'll see that this verse, as well as the other two, will almost exclusively emphasize Radhakunda's position. Well, like all, all of them end in this last point: Radhakunda, Radhakunda, Radhakunda. The three of them. And as we see, Radhakunda represents a particular type of seva rendered there, a particular type of mm, mood of service that is typical to the ones inhabiting that area. Uh, and also we should understand, no? Srila Rupa Goswami, who is Srila Rupa Goswami, what's the function of Srila Rupa Goswami? Sri Chaitanya Manovisham Sapitam Yenabhutale that means Rupa's, Rupa Goswami knows perfectly what's in the mind of Sri Man Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Mano Abhishtam. He knows the desires of the mind of Mahaprabhu. So, Stapitam Yenabhutaleho. So, he's able to establish those desires in the world. So, what's the meaning of this, of course? 
desires of Mahaprabhu had to do in this case mainly with the, the main desire for his descent, which has to do with with his raised hand here, no? his tasting of Radhavav in three particular features, and it is explained in, I think, fourth chapter of Adilila, Tritanya Charitamrita. Um, he wants to taste the glories of Radha's love, the type of beauty that she perceives in Krishna, and the joy that she experiences while experiencing Krishna's beauty. So these three main reasons are the Swaruplakshan, the main purpose for Mahaprabhu coming this Kali Yuga, personally. Anarpita, Samarpita. No? He comes to taste that fully, and eventually as a byproduct, as an unavoidable consequence, whatever he's tasting starts to overflow in him and starts to be distributed in a particular form. Of course, we are not to taste exactly the same thing that Mahaprabhu was tasting, because basically... We are not Mahaprabhu. (laughs) But an extension of his experience is coming to us in the form of Manjari Bhav, and as Guru Maharaj explains, an extension of the um, experience of Nityananda Prabhu comes in the forms of Sakya Bhav, the two main streams, streams, currents flowing down to us in our Gaudiya Sampradaya. So, of course, Larupa Goswami Sri Rupa Manjari. So, he's mainly in charge of establishing the main, if you will, gift of Mahaprabhu, who, which Mahaprabhu came to give in the form of this Bhavalasrati or Manjari Bhav, Swabhakti Shriyam. Mm-hmm. Subjectively, from the position of Rupa Goswami, this is the highest, and for, for whoever has this affinity will feel this is the highest. But, again, subjectively, there is place for, as we said the other day, for my tongue. Mango can be the sweetest thing, but for your tongue, yeah, it's the sweetest, objectively speaking, but I like more. I know, lemon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for tea, maybe John, this is there. <laughs> so, so the point here is, even though we will speak about the glories of Radha Kundam, Madhurya Rasa, Radha Dasyam, Manjari Baba, I mean, this goes. This is not going so so to the point in detail of Manjariva. He's speaking about the glories of Radha Kunda, but by implication, the invitation that Rupa Goswami is extending is for those who will like to render service, as he says here in this place. I mean, it implies the context basically of of Radha Kunda, which is an area where only Sri Krishna and Srimati Radharani, with certain intimate copies, are engaged in seva. So again, this is Srila Rupa Goswami's main focus because he was empowered to do so by Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu asked him to write certain books explaining in detail hmm, the, the, the science to the art of his experience. So he did so in the form of Pakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Ujjwala Nilamani and many other dramas also, Vidagdamal, Lalitamal, Utkali, Kabalari and some other books. So it's logical that here in this Upadeshamrita he's also mm-hmm. emphasizing this position, the highest position, officially speaking, of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, objectively speaking. Again, subjectively speaking, we have place for some other experiences. As, and as Guru Maharaj said, no? Gaudiya Sampradaya is saturated with Manjari Bhav, but in, in the midst of that, 
we find some weird cases, <laughs> weird with all respect, of course, that may be inclined toward, in this case, Sakyarath, Priyanarma Sakyarath, we should take them seriously. Because if they really are serious in their pursuit, in the midst of the whole saturated environment that goes into another quote-unquote direction, we should say, take seriously those people. And I say a quote-unquote another because at the same time Priyanarma Sakya in this particular case and Manjari Baba are really compatible no, uh, moods in, in, the, in the realm of service. No, Rupa Goswami described both of them as friends, Rasa friends, no, because the two of them actually work together on a daily basis for no, promoting the union of Sri Sri and Krishna. Actually, the whole of Vrindavan is working in, in that direction. Some directly, some indirectly, some apparently no, uh, presenting opposition to that, but all that increases the tension of the drama and the eagerness and the joy of union and so on. No? So every atom in Vrindavan is contributing for the union of Sri Sri and Krishna of Shakti and Shakti Mam in technical terms. <laughs> but well, in order to reach the Radha Kunda, sorry I just get lost there, <laughs> hopefully found as well, but he starts to give a very very general hierarchy of different transcendental places in order to establish the superiority of Vrindavan and eventually Radha Kunda. So first he mentions Vaikuntha and from Vaikuntha he goes to Mathura so he, 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 and from Mathura, he goes to Vrindavan. So at one point, he, some places he's not visiting. There is no time. This is a very condensed thing. So Srila Siddharmas explains, well, his elder, Sanatana Goswami, in the first book of the Sampradaya, which is Brihad Bhagavatamrita, he filled these gaps. No? So he went step by step, play by play, showing this like sequential hierarchy of transcendence through the journey of Gopakumar. No? So from Vaikuntha before Mathura, as we will see, we have places like, I don't know, Ajodhya. No? And after Mathura, and before Mathura as well, we have places like Dwarka. So it's not just like Vaikuntha, Mathura, Mathura, Vrindavan, and that's all. So the whole nuanced uh, World galaxy of literally gal- transcendental galaxy of different different expressions. But first he starts with Vaikuntha. So some brief words about each of the places. Of course, Vaikuntha in, in, in a general world way, sorry, could be an, a, a name for referring to the spiritual world, basically. No? What sometimes is called the Parabion. No? That means including everything. Ajodhya, Mathura, Dvarka, Vrindavan, Vaikuntha, spiritual world. From Viraj till up, no? from the limits, if you will, of this world, up that's everything is had to do with Vaikuntha. But also, Vaikuntha has to do with a specific section in Vaikuntha, <laughs> the spiritual world, where the Absolute presents itself as Narayan, Vishnu, different names also, different planets are there, not only one. And mainly his worship into this Aishvarya <coughs> uh, mood, which sometimes is translated as awe and reverence, but we shouldn't forget that it's a type of prem. Also some, we have, because the awe and reverence, we feel everyone is running away from Vishnu. Everyone is afraid of him, but it's not like that. <laughs> Brihad Bhagavatam Brita nicely depicts how 
they really have love for Krishna. Vishnu. Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha Prem. So it's a very... It's nice. When I was in Brindana, I remember I went to visit the... the how is it called? This Sri Vaishnava temple there in Brindavan? Um, Rangaji temple. Oh, that is close to Brindakunj where I was staying. Uh, so you go, it's, it's like Vaikuntha in Brindavan. It's particular, no? because you, you are accustomed to a particular mood in in Brindavan, and suddenly you enter this temple, and it's like, wow. Uh, and I was surprised when I went to take Darshan of the Diti, Mbalaji was there. So there was the temple room, and was the, the door, as they have in India, sometimes they open the door, and the altar is there. But they opened the door, and there was another room, and inside the room was another room, some type of mamoshka was there, no? <laughs> and a room, and a room, and a room, and a room, and Balaji was there. So I realized, well, this is Ajfari. The it is not here. <laughs> it's one room, and then one room, and then one room. But at the same time, you felt, no? They have some, some type of affection, some type of love. It's qualified by a particular uh, approach to the divine, but, I mean, it's love. So it's... it's it's nice to see how they are worshipping my Braj Krishna here. <laughs> and we should feel like that every place we will go. No? I remember when the... How do you call these Muslim temples in English? Mosque. Mosque, yeah, mosque. So we went in Turkey one day, going to India, and it's one stop for like half a day. So we say, we have half a day, what to do? Let's do some religious pilgrimage. So we went to some mosques were there. And it was interesting, no? because the idea was, well, they're worshipping Krishna. Of course, in their mood. <laughs> the ones who are really worshippers, not the real crazy fundamentalist fanatics people. And it was interesting to proceed, to appreciate no? the particular perspective. No? To say that the Absolute is like a, like a pretty gem and particular light comes in different colors and going in different directions. So we should be able to, to accommodate all that. So after Vaikuntha we have Ajodhya, if we want to enter into a little detail not mentioned here. And as Guru Maharaj mentions, Ajodhya is interesting because it gives us like a glimpse, a trailer, if you will, <laughs> of what you will be able to find in Vrindavan, but still you cannot find there in Ajodhya. In Ajodhya we find Ram, and he has Ramachandra, he has wife, friends, servants, brothers, father, mother, which Vishnu doesn't have in Vaikuntha. No, he doesn't. Well, he has a wife, of course, but he doesn't have friends. <laughs> he doesn't have father and mother. He's God. <laughs> and so on. So, in Ajodhya, Ramachandra has all this, but in a limited form. Because he has a brother, he has friends, he has wife, but you cannot enter into that mood of service to him. But he's gradually showing this is possible, at least with one person here. <laughs> but there is some other place that it will be possible in much more carefree way, much more expanded way. Hmm? So, <clears throat> Ramachandra still, as Silasana says, he's, he's still under the pressure of niti, of, of codes, of conduct. He's a royal king, as you know, when the sages and Dandakarani say, we want to join you in, in romantic love. And Ram say, Ekapatni Brat. One wife bow. I cannot transgress that. I'm royal king, perfect king. So Brindavan, hmm? 
he breaks all rules. All the rules he couldn't play, break as Ramachandra. <laughs> he was a little constrained about being an idea king. Idea king. In Braj, he just breaks them all to establishing the ultimate rule, which is divine love. So, after Ajodhya, and before Mathura, as Rupa Goswami mentioned, we find Dwarka, which also is a realm when <coughs> Krishna is there. Some other options are there, but still some Aishwarya is there. It is said that in Vaikuntha, we find full Aishwarya. In Dwarka, we find Aishwarya, Madhurya, but more Aishwarya. In Mathura, we find Aishwarya and Madhurya, but more Madhurya. And in Vrindavan, we find full Madhurya. Aishwarya is there, but has been totally buried to the, in the ground. Because there is Aishwarya, as you realize when you hear the descriptions of Vrindavan. There is more Aishwarya in Vrindavan than there is in Vaikuntha, actually. The land is Shintamani, the cows are Ben Kamadenu, the trees are Kalpabriksha. That's opulent. <laughs> but as Guru Mahal said, the most interesting thing, none of the inhabitants there are interested in asking anything <laughs> to the trees, to the, the soil, to the cows. <clears throat> so the, the Ishvari Mrindavan has been totally buried by the strength of, of Madhuri. So that's the <clears throat> the difference. So in Dwarka we find some Madhurya, but mainly some Ishvarya Krishna is the king. Mm-hmm. Some duties are there, again similar to Ramachandra is the king, certain restrictions, if you will. So as we get closer to Vrindavan, we, we go through Mathura. Mathura has to do with an increase of, of this Madhurya. Rupa Goswami says, Krishna in Dwarka is called Purna, which means complete. In Mathura, he's called Purnatara, which means more complete. And in Vrindavan, he will be called Purnatama, which means most complete. Most complete means less restriction and full expression of love. And this has to do, I mean, with the mood of the devotees there. We are not blaming anyone. We are not blaming the ones at Vaikuntha. For your devotion, Bhagavan has to be so restricted. No, I mean, it's a type of prayer also. Restricted prayer, you have to accommodate the idea. <laughs> so in, in Matura, Srila Maharaj will say Krishna is free from the contamination coming from politics and all those stuff that is in Dwarka and all that. He's prince, he has to deal with certain bureaucracy and all stuff. <coughs> but in Matura, he's free from that. So more Madhurya than, than Ishwarya. Of course, when we are saying that, remember, we are not referring only to the, the earthly expressions of these realms, but as well to the, about the eternal representations in Parabion, in the spiritual world. <coughs> so again, all this representation has to do with the type of devotion that is there. A place has to do with the mood of its inhabitants, basically. So when we say... Vrindavan has a particular... Krishna in Vrindavan exhibits a particular level of uh, fluidity. <laughs> it has to do to the love that makes him like that. If we say in Dwarka, Krishna is there also, but a little bit more restricted, it has to do to how he is responding to the particular love that is there. I mean, as, as we say the other day, Krishna is a byproduct of the love of his devotees. What we call Krishna, 
that particular manifestation of the absolute that for us is the source of all sources of for source of all other forms of the absolute it's still an byproduct a consequence of a particular type of impact that he's receiving from the Swarup Shakti in the form of his devotees and that takes him to present in a particular form as the famous Lila when the gopis Krishna's with the gopis dancing and suddenly decides to disappear from the Rasa dance and gopis start to look for him in desperate mood and he tries to play a trick on them so he appears like Narayan so he takes four arms and he appears like he tries as much as he can to be in Vrindavan in Aishvari mood so gopis are running and looking for him and look at Narayan and say oh Om Namo Narayan God yes what can I do for you can you tell us where is Krishna? <laughs> no, that was their only question. I mean, nothing else to ask from God. Well, what you, what else? Well, you can ask him. No? So Narayan was like, Narayan Krishna was like dumbfounded. No? Like, what? I mean, so the Gobi said, God is not answering. <laughs> Let's continue looking for Krishna. God, God is, I don't know what's going on with him. Let's go. <laughs> so Krishna was, what's going on? Yeah, no? his Adi car. Mm, yeah. So eventually, Radharani appeared, and Krishna was not able to maintain this. These two extra arms he was showing, so the two arms disappeared, and he became Tribhanga Lalita. <laughs> now the idea is the form he has; it's an immediate response to the type of love that is impacting on him. So he received particular love. As much as he tries to be someone else, he can't. <laughs> so he ends being who he is, according to the type of love he receives. So Sanatan Goswami explains this very nicely in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, and he says, paraphrasing Krishna, he says, Krishna says, without my devotees, I would cease to exist. Of course, this cannot, this won't happen. Fortunately, there are always devotees. <laughs> but, uh, that what will happen, hypothetically speaking. I mean, the particular form aspect we know as Braj Krishna. Again, it's an, an, an inevitable you know, result of a particular devotion that is making him who he is. If you take that, as Guru Maharaj will say, if you take away Swarup Shakti from Krishna, it becomes Brahman, no? so Nirgun. But when you bring the guns, the different attributes for the Brajabhasis, oh, Brahman takes a very particular form. Rasubhai Saha, Sritaitariya Puranis. Brahman is Rasa. And Rasika, of course. So eventually, from Mathura, we arrive to Vrindavan. That's the point. I mean, we we are just beginning the description of Rupa. You are entering, you are just entering Vrindavan, as we were seeing yesterday. And someone is running naked, shouting, <laughs> Krishna! Okay, you are starting to enter into the proper direction. <laughs> so, <laughs> this Vrindavan also receives the name of, of Mahavaikuntha, as you know. Al- although it seems smaller, <laughs> sometimes the terrorists call them like the Maha spiritual world, the Maha place of no, ex- no anxiety, even though it seems to be some anxiety. You know? So it's really paradoxical <laughs> land. You really need to understand what's going on there. Bahi Bisa Jalahoi Bitarananda Krishna Premarat Bhutta Charit. And as Guru Maharaj also said, it seems smaller 
it seems more ordinary. That's what it, why it's called aprakrita. Adokshaya means overtly transcendental. Aprakrita means apparently mundane, but at a closer look, it's like more overwhelming than Vaikuntha. What's going on? It seems village talk, village people, village everything. <laughs> but on the closer look, it's, it's totally beyond the, the grasp of people like Brahma, Uddhava, and so many others that just... As, as we were, were reading the other day, no? even, for example, when Krishna plays his flute in Vrindavan, Ananta Shesh, who is sustaining the earth, it is described with his hair, hoods, Anantashe's head it starts to spin. So there we have the real esoteric meaning for the planet Earth <laughs> no? rotating. No? It's an Anantashe spinning above with the sound of Krishna's flute. It's not Newton gravity or whatever you may like to say. That's Krishna's flute eventually. <laughs> so, but at the distance it seems totally ordinary. No? So Guru Maharaj said the greatness of that place is not measured in like three-dimensional stuff, but according to affection. So if we are in Brahman, Brahman means omnipresence, it's like everywhere, no limits, full light. So wow, this is really big. It's everywhere. If you go to Vaikuntha, which is categorically higher, you realize, oh, it seems smaller because localized forms, it seems to be form. I mean, denotes limits, apparently. It seems smaller, but there is more affection there. Because again, Brahman has taken a form according to a particular type of affection. And if you go to Vrindavan, it seems even smaller. No? <laughs> it's not by Kuntha, without limits place. It's Vrindavan. No? It's a book, uh, forest. But when you pay close look, they have bigger in affection. So that's the real uh, space we need to inhabit. Affection, as Guru Maharaj says, if you can be with your beloved in a cave, that's enough. That's not a cave. You are experiencing some unlimited type of thing because love is there. <laughs> as he says also, Mahaprabhu is in the Gambira, small room, big ideal, big love. So, Gambira, and if you have seen the Gambira, I mean, it's frightening. It's like two per two per two. <laughs> no, per two, no, per one. <laughs> All made of rock. Practically no windows. The window is just, it's maybe worse even not to have windows if it's that so small. But Mahaprabhu lived there for 12 years. Like in a jail, it seemed. But his ideal, his love was so wide that it, no, no limits were there. No? no limits till the point that sometimes he went out there. I don't know how. <laughs> Melting himself no, and going out. For some. But if you are in the Sahara desert, Sahara you say in English? Desert? All alone by yourself without love. I mean, such a big space for you. But you're just sending a message to your beloved. No? How are you? <laughs> I feel lonely here. It's so big, but there's no one here. So. Brahman is some kind of Sahara desert in transcendence. No, Someone likes desert, no problem. <laughs> we are more of the forest type. No? So as we were speaking these days, some people are looking nearby, 
we are looking to enter the van, not to get out of the van. This world sometimes is a forest in fire, no? Forest fire, they call, no? So to get out of the samsara. So we want to nirvana, get out. But actually we want Brindavan, to enter into the forest. And there is another type of samsara, as the sadhus say. No? Samsara also means full essence. Some full, complete sar, nectar, sar cream. So full nectar, full cream. No? So that's our our samsara. No? And that's our forest, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. So you see, there is some difference between Brindavan, Mathura, and all those places. Very briefly, we are explaining this now. So after Mathura, after sorry, Brindavan, Srila Rupa Goswami is not yet satisfied with his description, so he wo- goes one step further. Two more, actually. But first one, he goes to, he takes us to Govardhan. Giraj, Maharaj, Giraj. So Govardhan is a much, let's say, uh, secluded section in Brindavan that Brindavan as a place in itself in a general way. Now in Brindavan Krishna is there, he relates with different people here and there, but Govardhan has to do with certain particular groups of associates of service. Not everyone is in Govardhan. Jashoda generally doesn't go to Govardhan. We have the exception of course Govardhan Lila. Everyone was in Govardhan because I mean, they had to survive to Indra's reign. <laughs> but on the daily basis, no, Govardhan has to do mainly with certain groups. No? We have the Gopas, the friends of Krishna. We have the Gopis, the girlfriends of Krishna. Basically, a more secluded group. So as, as we advance in this direction, we will see the, the association becomes more exclusive, if you will. And because of this, Rupa Goswami's... Uh, um, how do you say in English? Testaca- some distilling the essence. Okay, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> so he keeps distilling the essence. Distilling the essence. No? <clears throat> so of course, Govardhan has to do for all of us in a general way. This Govardhan Lila is there for all Brindavan, for all one of the famous pastimes also where Krishna uh, exhibited his status as, as Rasaraj, as the taster king of Prasas, because it is described in one verse when he was no, lifting the Govardhan, the, the hill, sorry. He simultaneously was tasting the twelve Rasas, no, main five, secondary, seven secondary. No, it is described one by one regarding the Gopis, regarding the Gopas, and the seven secondary, I don't know, for example, the yogurt was, uh, how do you say, Vibatsa. He felt Vibatsa, disgust, with the smell of the yogurt, with yogurt turns. Mm. You say the word, please. I don't have it. Sour, something like that, yeah. <coughs> Excessively sour, so Vibatsa, and different things. Of thinking about Indra, some little anger was there, and whatever. No? <coughs> He also felt a little bit like uh, ashamed at one point because he realized you know, he was lifting Govardhan and and at one point he was looking at Trimati Radharani and, 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 and Balaram looked at him <laughs> and he realized Balaram he, he concluded you made all this whole show only to have her darshan. 
be honest with that. <laughs> Ultimately speaking, all of this was your show for having seven day uninterrupted darshan of Sri Radha. No. So Krishna at that point he became like no. How do you say in English? Infraganti, you say it also no. Embarrassed. Embarrassed, yeah, he was the capture in the moment. And that's when he looks with his eyes down, no, he has these eyes of this famous deity of Krishna called Balaji, something that he's like, right, lifting over them with the two eyes like looking down, like the eyes of Radharaman, he was like looking like, that did represent that moment, no, when Balaram caught him. <laughs> but again, on the daily basis, <coughs> in, at Govardhan, Krishna goes with his cows, his cow friends, uh, cowherd friends, <coughs> executing many pastimes in that regard and also he has particular meeting points with the gopis in specific caves and hidden places and bushes and as the famous verse goes in the Srimad Bhagavatam Hantaya Radrir Habalahari Dasyabarya that Rama Krishna Charanash Parasabramo that so Bhagavatam describes their Govardhan Haridasyabarya only three people are describing the Bhagavatam Haridas servants of Krishna, Yudhisthira Maharaj, Bhishma and Govardhan. But Govardhan is called Haridas Bharya, which means topmost Hari servants. As far as describe how it provides everything for the pleasure of Ramakrishna. Enters in touch with Ramakrishna Charana, Sparasa Pramoda, experiencing such a great joy by entering in touch with the souls, souls of the feet of Krishna Balaram. Uh, how is the next line? Manam tanoti sahagoganayosta yoryat. Paniya suyava sakandara kandamule. So, Govardhan is providing water, providing soft grass, providing caves, providing what not no? <laughs> for the pastimes to, to continue day after day. So, it's a very expert servant in every direction. And um, again, Pretty intimate pastimes are going on there, but Radhakund is still waiting for us. So, <laughs> so Srila Rupa Goswami goes to Radhakund finally. Um, we'll be, make some brief mention about that, and I don't think I will be able to go to verse 10 today <laughs> if I want to go. According to Bhakti Ras, we have two remaining days, so if the situation requires, we'll make one day per class. No? So. Uh, well, we find in all, uh, all along the scriptures, especially Padma Puran, but many scriptures, different quotations about the glory of Radhakun, especially as being non-different from Vishavanu Maharaj's daughter, from Sri Radha. It is described that Sri Radhakunda represents the, 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 the liquid form of Srimati Radharani's prem for Sri Krishna. So it's I mean, when we speak about Sri Matiradharani, we are speaking about her prem, and when we speak about prem, we speak about, if you will, a melting situation. No? Something that is melting and something that melts, whatever enters in context with it. Mm? Actually, the name Radha, if you repeat it many times, as, as Narada made with the hunter, Mara, 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 here we say Radha, 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 so you turn and say Dhara. So dhara means like current, current. So something that flow is is constantly in a flowing condition, liquid. As we were speaking today with with Chitta Hari Prabhu, no? 
to enter into Krishna consciousness, what to, what to say, to jump into the ocean of Radha Prem, <laughs> implies a liquid situation. No? Spiritual life is not solid stuff that you enter in jail. Okay, this is it. I, ha- I got it. I understand it. No, no, no. You will be thrown into an ocean and be prepared to ride the waves. As we were speaking with, with Maharasa Dralik in, in Hawaiian terms. No? <laughs> no, we have to ride the wave. No? But our waves are sound waves, no, mainly. No? <laughs> no, so we receive sound waves. We have to be proper surfers and ride the sound wave. So, <coughs> Krishna consciousness represents a surfer, surfing condition in the context of sound. <laughs> so we should be able to understand. To move in this current means a liquid situation, constantly moving, constantly adapting, constantly changing, constantly growing, constantly evolving. That's the nature of from the spiritual world. Krishna's Nava Yogana means at every step, at every millisecond, he becomes, he increases, he changes, he evolves in something else. He becomes more of himself. And simultaneously to reciprocate with that increasing of beauty, the devotee's love for him increases at every step. So this chara said, a competition starts at that moment and none of both parties accept defeat. So Krishna's beauty increases, the devotee's, the gopi's love increases, but Krishna's beauty increases because of their devotion, and their devotion increases because of His beauty. So it's a perpetual war, no, no end, Kurukshetra. <laughs> and none of the parties will ever accept defeat. No. That will be really to be defeated. <laughs> so that's a form of Chatriya in, in Golok Brindavan, in that way. <laughs> so again, hmm? these waters of Radhakund are constituted of Prem. There is a very nice story behind the appearance of the lake. I won't go into detail now. You already know about this. Uh, there are stories behind everything, no? behind Govardhan's manifestation in Braj and so on. But that's for, for private study and bhajan. <laughs> but basically, <coughs> it is said that Sri Sri Radha-kund is considered the topmost place for bhajan because, as we said before, at this particular spot, only Srimati Radharani approaches Krishna with her most intimate uh, com- companions no? to render a very uh, confidential conjugal service. No? So it's a very reserved no? s- spot in the whole Vrindavan area. And Krishna, of course, approaches her to cooperate with her service, if you will. No? Because that's his motive. I mean... He's totally captured by her mode of love. So he goes there daily, as you know. And uh, he goes to a point with his Priyanarma Sakas. Uh, as you know, he's midday, Madhyan Lila. At one point, he starts to praise Balaram nicely, so the rest of the Sakas may feel enthused to remain with him. He said, we have to get a look at the, the forest and some stuff. Do some shopping in the forest with my friends. We are coming in a while, so he lives with Priyanarma Sakas. But at some point, also Priyanarma Sakas like stop there and wait. They know what's going to happen, so they wait at the appropriate place, and eventually they receive Krishna and they exchange properly Hari Kata in their in their mood according to the to the particular experience of each one. But again. The entrance of Radha Kund of that area, that is not only the, the Kund itself, but the area, as well as the Kund, because generally it is described in, 
Lila Grantas like Govinda Lilambrita and Krishna Bhavan Amrita then generally after or Rasa Lila or after uh, conjugal pastimes there is the water pastime also no? to get refreshed and some water bottles are there this is described in the scriptures no? so Radha Kunda serves in that regard also but again, the, the, the kund itself, the, the pond itself represents the liquid form of, of Sri Mati Radharani's prem. So here we find the highest display of, of, of Ladini Shakti, if you will. I think Srila Siddha Maharaj expresses himself in that way. This place is special because the topmost highest manifestation of Ladini Shakti, the Nanda portion of the Swarup Shakti, if you will, expresses in, in full, full. Uh, level. Everything in, in, in the spiritual world is made of Chitananda Moy, as we were speaking today. From Vaikuntha upwards, everything is made of consciousness. Chitananda Moy. But specifically in this specific spot, this conscious and Ananda, whatever is constituting the area, becomes pretty like condense in, in what we call Ratukun because the pretty condensed form of loving exchange is going on there. So Srila Rupa Goswami <coughs> well in, in his of course ecstatic expression and, and, and particular subjective affinity for that direction will say, no who how we say what intelligent person will not desire to do this? Like saying if you are not interested in that you're a fool, sorry. <laughs> no. Of course, he's not insulting whoever is not in Madhurya Rasa, but it's just his no? ecstatic expression as, I don't know, as we know, Prabhupada Nanda Sarasvati will say, Mahaprabhu has descended in this college, who cares for Baraha? Who cares for all the other avatars? Who cares? Of course, if we imitate him, we engage in Aparas. No? So we have to understand the, his ecstatic subjectivity. No? So in this way, Rupa Goswami in a much more civilized way, <laughs> if you will, a respectful way compared to the uh, roar of Prabodhananda, <laughs> he says, uh, what intelligent person will not desire to render service in this magnificent, magnificent pond? It means to enter into Manjari Bab, basically, because for a soul to render service there, the window of opportunity that descends to us through Rupanuga. Uh, Vaishnavism, uh, if you will, it's in the context of Manjari Bab to enter there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, in this very simple way, he's preparing the just the stage now. Two more bases remained that Rupa Goswami will continue in detail about the glories of Radhakund. And again, as I, when I say Radhakund, we speak a particular type of love. Every place speaks about a particular type of love. It's not just a geographical spot, but it's a ecstatic uh, reality, you know, ecstatic, ecstatic spot, if you will. So, well, I think I'm done for today. Verse 10 can wait, and verse 11 also. So, maybe on Monday and Tuesday we can meet for the remaining ses- sessions, but please Shribat Bhaktivaya we are inviting you to share some words before finishing. <coughs> Thank <laughs> you.
there's one thing in um, Srila Sridhar Maharaj's commentary on text 9 that I found um, really charming. Um, he says, uh, he's talking about rejecting Vaikuntha uh, for Vrindavan. Um, he says, therefore, Vaikuntha is to be eliminated and even Ayodhya and Dwarka. Elimination of the highest is going on, and then he gives, he says, cautiously and with reverence. So it's not some cavalier rejection of Vaikuntha um, or Ayodhya Dwarka or whatever. He says, uh, very, he says, cautiously and with reverence. What can I do? He says, my fate is connected in Vrindavan. My inner hankering is for that type of service. Forgive me. Then he um, uh, brings up Raghunath Dasko Swami. Raghunath Dasko Swami is our Prayojana Tattvacharya. Um, and his own interest is in what is for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas the highest um, aspiration, which is Manjari Bhav. And generally, his attitude is don't even want to hear about anything else. It's, it's just distractions. Don't want to hear about it. Although there is a verse in which he glorifies um, Sakyarati, um, which uh, I've included in, in Oh My Friend. And here he, he cites Raghunath Das Goswami. He says, Raghunath, so keep in mind, Raghunath Das Goswami, not interested in anything else, very um, uh, strongly fixed, just like you see um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Swaswaniyama. Uh, Niyama Dasakam yeah, where he expresses what his life is really about at the end and it's just this nothing else it's blinders for Manjari Bhava still Raghunath says Daskaswami says that when the inner attraction is coming toward Madhurya Rasa he's reluctant to go there even Raghunath Daskaswami he's driven there what can I do but still, he's he's reluctant, and he says, "Sakyayate mama namostu namostu nityam, dasyasyate mama rasostu rasostu satyam." I continually offer my respects to your confidential service. My sincere inclination is to go toward the lower service. And Srila Sridhar Maharaj continues, explains a little. The attraction is for the highest class, but I'm not fit for that. This should be our temperament. I shall try my best to stick with the friendly circle, Sakya Rasa, and play it a little safe. I'm afraid that it may entice me in a false way. I have no such great fortune in me, no ambition. Even in that world, no ambition. I am the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant. Srila Sridhar Maharaj says we take the fifth position. That is not an exaggeration. It's the real thing. We should find this sort of substance within us and then we are safe. We are in a good position. We must not think ourselves very high that we've already attained that spontaneous flow. And then here it comes. In our position, we must try to give some respect. Pujala Ragapata Gauravabhangay. We should always keep that on our heads. 
We shall roam about in the Shastric area, but our gurus, our superiors, our aspiration should always be kept on our heads. So this is Shula Shira Maharaj's um, characteristic uh, humility, reluctance, reticence. Um, that you know, we we shouldn't be uh, rushing. We take things crumb by crumb, crumbina, step by step. Get you know, we we understand the five stages of sadhana bhakti. We understand the nine or fourteen stages of uh, of uh, uttama bhakti, and we proceed cautiously, so that we do, so that there is uh, no misstep. So I just. I just really lie. I mean, here we are in Vrindavan, you know, being dragged into Radhakund by Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Sridhar Maharaj says, but uh, with respect and caution, we should enter there. We shouldn't have any great ambition. And um, we certainly wouldn't, have, you know, to the, to the extent that such an ambition is there, um, it's very confidential. We've never um, advertised it, never let on to anybody where we're at. So I just really like that. Question, comments? I, I was going to comment. Is it is it just me, or does anybody else feel like this is like lifetimes away from, you know, being, getting there, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I just feel like an ant. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I mean... Well, that's what we just read. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have no rush, as Mara said, no, we should be like, cautious and and, and, and make sure that we are really advancing. Even though I have this nice quote of uh, this closer to sleep, I don't know if that was it. Uh, There's a Christian saint that was saying, I, I prefer to be situated in the, on the path, even though I am just like, how do you say, when someone is on the floor and just walk, walking like this. Crawling. 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 No, I prefer to be a, a crawler on the path than an athlete, athlete mm-hmm. outside the path. No. <laughs> so even if I am just like, of course, this is not an excuse to being well, like mediocre, 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 mm-hmm. but just to culture the proper hankering and er, in, in, with proper patience. As we spoke the other day, as a pregnant lady, she had to have patience, but Longing is there also. <laughs> so eagerness, patience properly combined, because if not, the result will be sahaja, not just rushing in a cheap way to our um, some sort of imaginary uh, fun- mental fantasy only that we may be conceiving here and believing about that. But, but maybe if we are really humble, we may feel yeah, there may be lifetimes of that. And if you intensely feel that. Most probably that's your last, your last life, lifetime. <laughs> because if you really feel that with sincere humility, Krishna will be, oh, come here. <laughs> no. But again, for us, it's not an, an issue 
how many lifetimes? One, two, three, because bhaktiya sanjataya bhaktiya. No, we are engaged in bhakti to promote further bhakti. So we are already doing what we want to do eternally. So what, which, which, what's the rush? No, I mean, if we are we already can do whatever we will be doing eternally. The only thing missing is further development of bhakti. But I mean, what we are doing, we will, we will be doing. Nityanavadu, <laughs> and eventually, you know, Thakur was making camphor lamp for eternity. Is making. <laughs> So you can start now. <laughs> Ten minutes per day, maybe it will be enough. Eternity would be too much now. Now, if you hear that, you you may try to become Buddhist. No, <laughs> I will be making camphor land for eternity. Oh my God, <laughs> this doesn't sound so dynamic. <laughs> but we don't understand the nature of prem. <laughs> Every single lamp, it's a totally new, amazing experience. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's a new lamp lighting here in our heart. With each lamp you are making, your lamp of prem will increase more and more. No? So, I appreciated what Maharaj was saying, quoting people like Raghunadas, people like Srila Siddhar Maharaj, who had an affinity for Madhurya Bhav. It's not that they, that they didn't. He had, he himself spoke about that. But, I mean, what does to have an affinity again? You have to be sober, you have not to over amplify that in the environment here here I am with my affinity Narutam Dasa Yapana Vajana Kata Yatatata Kata Kaya Yatatata you shouldn't be here and there sharing the confidential results of your bhajan that's not something for post on Instagram or something like that no? I mean you should really do in Guhyama Kyati Prichati Buri deep, secret, confidential revealing of your heart and your mind with like-minded devotees in a way that it may be nurtured. No? But, but it's okay. It's not a problem that one feels there are lifetimes of that. Of course, no. proper hunkering. Some other devotees may feel something different according to the realization. It's also possible. Some devotee may feel I'm getting closer from a proper side, from a right side, and some other may feel I'm getting closer from the wrong side. <laughs> and some other may feel I'm so far away from the wrong side and from the right side also. It's not just black and white. You say you feel like this and you are on the right side. But, of course, in general terms, the cautious uh, stance is, of course... As Sri said, you have to, like, to, to act in such a way that you have to be drawn irresistibly by force in that direction. It's not something that you can just push your entrance into transcendence. You can like, just do the Avaroha path, like ascending movement. It's just a descending thing. So you try to culture proper attitude here and grace will descend and we'll do the rest. Do you agree, Maharaj? Just if not, correct me right now. <laughs> Oh, no problem. As Guruma say, our goal is not mukti by bhakti, but bhakti. So we can remain here, life after life is not, I mean, not an issue for us. And that's really a post-liberated status. <laughs> Liberation is moksha lagu to quit. No, it became insignificant. It was thrown somewhere else. <laughs> okay. Something else before finishing? Some comments. Question. 
One last thing from Srila uh, Prabhupada's purport yeah. to this verse. The importance of Radha Kund, however, cannot be realized by other Vaishnav sampradayas, hmm. nor can persons uninterested in the devotional service of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu understand the spiritual importance and divine nature of Radha Kund. To comment on this would take. Like that. <laughs> but I, I thought it would be. Yeah. So there's some very uniqueness to our sampradayas. Mm-hmm. Opportunity. The Mahaprabhu himself, when he went to Vrindavan, he, he rediscovered Radha Kundu and started like, to. How do you say? Dig. Dig with his own hands, excavate. No? So it was a really uh, important spot for him. And after that, he asked the Goswamis, do the official excavation and the inauguration, re-inauguration of the Kun. So it's a very emotion, from the emotional, transcendental, emotional point of view, it's a very significant spot for for our particular Sampradaya. As you say, no? you, we could take that as a in a symbolic way, what you read, you know, like in our Sampradaja, we only find this special mood. And Mahaprabhu himself showed us that he himself <laughs> digging Radhakun. The Istadev of our Sampradaya, Mahaprabhu, he himself established Radhakun as a speciality of his own school of thought. And his main representatives, you know, the Goswamis, eventually continued the digging and the establishing of that. As this is unique to our line. <laughs> so yes, we are particularly fortunate, fortunate to have this uniqueness. Not again, as Mara said, in a respectful way, not to feel ourselves better than some others. But we will, we will feel, oh, this sampradaya is the best. But as Krishna Das Kavira said, the Ravana sampradaya will say, oh, this is the best, and they are right also. <laughs> and there's room for everyone, even in the Gaudiya sampradaya, to feel. Oh, Manjari Bhav is the best. Oh, Prinarma Saik is the best. Oh, all of you are right. From the subjective perspective, room for, there's room for everyone. As we say, very elastic, expanded place. Lots of love. <laughs> oh, the center of our universe is Ratakund, and the Pushti Mark devotees, the center of their universe is the bank of the Jamuna and Sevakund. Hmm. Yeah, there are particularities to the to each sampradaya. No? Very interesting. It's it's nice to study each sampradaya in that context, and in, a, in the context of appreciating the possibilities of per- perspective. That's as we were speaking the other day. Even if you go to Brindavan, there is a very nice tradition when if you are invited to some meeting where people from other Sampradayas are there. The, the, the scholars of each sampradaya are familiar with the main points of all the other sampradayas. So if they are invited, they will speak about the main points of the sampradaya that invited them, if you will, mm. and, and sing their glories. No? So as a way of properly honoring the invitation, if you will. No? So it's a very nice way of not just learning what the others are doing so I counteract an argument and defeat them but just actually to go and honor 
their perspective in such a way that it nurtures mine. So that's not so easy. Lots of maturity is required. But we are in such a fortunate school of thought that all these concepts are coming to us. What to do? We have to embrace them with commitment. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for all of you. Srila Gurudev Ki Jai, Srila Rupa Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Sri Aninam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Shri Gorada Madhav Ki Jai, Gor Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gor Pramanam Dharibo.